0: Everybody and welcome to the 25th episode of the Meeple Dungeon podcast. As always, I'm Rob.
1: And I'm anna Marie.
0: And we are stoked to be here recording our 25th episode um out of our, you know, our quarter way to our first 100 episodes. Yeah, I like that. It's a neat milestone. Yeah. It's a good milestone to reach. And uh we've done it in almost exactly 25 weeks as we've been planning to. Yeah. To do um, so, yeah, we've been keeping to that one a week schedule as as much as we can, um, and we're gonna try and make up for um, lost time. Lost time here <laughs> in the next couple weeks, anyway, and try and sneak in a, a quicker episode somewhere. along the I'm gonna the stop lines.
1: promising it every week, and I'll just, yeah, I'll well, I'll be excited when it happens.
0: <laughs> yes, it'll happen here soon, but because um, right now I think we're yeah we're just over a week from our last one, so. Uh, but we have busy, busy lives with these kids and such. So But yeah, we're gonna start this episode off the same way we generally do with some new to the collection. And you have one there you want to talk about, Anna-Marie.
1: Yeah, this one is called Undo Waving er, Waving. Weaving Fate Anew. So this is uh, designed by Lucas Zach and Michael Palm, illustrated by Foco Strees and Leah Froelich, and published by Pegasus Spiel.
0: Yeah. Undo. And it's, so it's its own line of games. Yeah. Kind of like unlock
1: and exit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know that um, when Nor I... Nor did I. I'd never heard of this
0: <laughs> until you said you pre-ordered it.
1: Yeah, and when I pre-ordered it, I just, I i looked at it and I saw, I read the description and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. It wasn't until afterwards that I realized that there are a whole bunch of other Undo
0: games. <laughs> so that was kind of neat. Yeah, I had I'd never heard of it. But yeah. Here we are. This so, one looks interesting.
1: It does. It's cool. It's, I'm going to read the back just because that's where I, what drew me into it. Mm-hmm. So the Royal Banquet, September 24th. in the evening. Not 12.56 time like the year 12.56, but taking place in the evening. (laughs) Let's clear that up. Um, Despite the sumptuous dishes, tension fills the air of the Great Hall. Numerous guests had accepted the invitation to the funeral service for the late queen and now await the morning king's eulogy. After all, he is now without an heir to the throne, and many of those present sense an opportunity for themselves. When the king finally rises, there is a hushed silence. He raises his chalice and lets his keen gaze wander from face to face. "'Few of you are here to mourn my beloved wife with me,' the king begins and takes a sip from the chalice. Suddenly he begins to cough and puts his hand to his throat. He collapses, knocking food from the table. A murmur goes through the crowd as orders are shouted frantically for aid. The king is carried out of the hall in a hurry, and minutes of dismay pass. Then the personal doctor emerges and announces to all, "The king is dead." <laughs> I was hooked. I was like, "Yeah, I want to. I want to see where this goes." And it's neat. Or sorry. Yeah, it just
0: it makes me think of Joffrey. in yeah. uh, Game of Thrones. That whole. Except crazy this king scene. seems like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, but just yeah. Just...
1: <laughs> but yes. How he was poisoned and yep.
0: yeah. grasping his throat. And yes. Just, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. What a good actor, that kid. Holy oh, smokes. Yeah. Jack, or Jack Gleason? Yeah, yeah, Jack Gleason. Oh, my goodness. Had to quit acting because so many people hated him. Like, just that's <laughs> the mark of a great actor. Just, yep. just
1: good on him. Good job. Um, but yeah, it's neat because it says, you're weavers of fate, so you can pause time and jump to specific moments in the lives of the deceased to reweave their threads of fate. So, right. it's so like, you're
0: trying to save the king's life. Yeah, right? you're
1: trying to change the events like, and thereby undo their tragic death. So I don't know if it's just like trying to change the king's death, or maybe the queen and the king because we don't know how the queen died.
0: No. So she probably was murdered.
1: But yeah. Right. Like, let's get rid of the royal family because yeah. I want
0: to be royal. So it, you're able to, yeah, rewind and and undo the events that have happened, and I I don't know how you go about doing it, but. It looks cool. Yeah, I don't know. I was just super intrigued by the What's by the, the description. The time per Is it
1: 45 minutes to an hour and a half? 45 oh, to 90 minutes.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it's 2 to 6 players, 10 plus. Uh, like age 10 plus, so. 2 to 6? Yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay.
1: I'm I'm super curious to see how these play because it could yeah. potentially be another um I mean, I like time travel. Not that this is time oh, travel. I think this it one is, awesome. but it's yeah, it's exactly travel. time travel. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think I was just, I was super intrigued and it took a long time to get here. So I was super excited when I came in. I
0: love the idea of it. I'm curious how it all works mechanically and how this goes down. But I like the idea of trying to change the events in the past so that stop the king from being murdered or whatever. So yeah, I think it looks cool. I think it really does. I'd never heard of it, but I am very intrigued. And we should play that soon. I would like to play that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Good. I'd like to play it too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, we do have another new one to the collection. This one isn't an, is not a new game. Um, I think when did this come out? It came out in uh, 20, uh, 16, 17, something like that. And it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shadows of the Past. And this is from IDW Games, um, and is designed by Kevin Wilson. It says it's two to five players and sixty to ninety minutes or so. And this is a minis heavy ninja turtles kind of story game
1: also super excited to play that game yeah it looks <laughs> awesome
0: as a huge ninja turtle fan yeah. this one was um easily a, a huge want for me um oh it's also published partly by uh, pandasaurus apparently oh cool i didn't realize that so idw and pandasaurus but yeah, this one is you are playing as the Ninja Turtles and you're up against Shredder and whatnot. And but yeah, I'll, I'll read off the back of the box here what it says. It says, "Battle with your brothers through the streets of New York City to defend your town from Shredder and the Foot Clan." Classic. Very classic. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shadows of the Past is a scenario-driven adventure game by designer of Descent, Kevin Wilson. So there mm. you go. Play as one of the Ninja, one of the four Ninja Turtles, or take on the role of Shredder. and command an entire ninja army featuring input from idw's comic team including tmnt co-creator kevin eastman tom waltz and bobby kernow this game takes the fight from the roofs of the from the roofs to the sewers in a head-busting sewer crawling (laughs) dice chucking adventure it's got 45 minis in it wow (laughs) yeah um and just looks awesome i love the artwork um i think this is the same system it has been used on several different ips um the, uh, on how it plays there's a batman animated series version of the game uh, and there's something else too but yeah and it just looks awesome and then we got this off a of friend um so it's uh yeah it's been around for a while and he I, he'd had it on this is uh aaron from boards live he had it on his shelf forever and uh i never got to play it but then he had it in his uh He's, uh, he Make calls a lot of games. Yeah. So he's he's constantly bringing things in and shipping things out. So I was able to snag this off him. And um, yeah, I'm excited to play it. It looks really, really good. On the back, it shows all the, well, not all of them, but it shows a bunch of the the minis and the turtles look good. I'm, I'm sure excited Shredder to paint them. And, yeah. And I we have the those... new uh, painting machine to paint with so which we got for christmas figure out how to use it (laughs) yeah it looks awesome though we have yeah a whole set of painting machining means airbrush yeah like airbrush (laughs) system and dual airbrush system so we can be painting at the same time yeah so i'm looking forward to using that but yeah this game would be cool to use it on and it looks cool just tile you know you lay out your game with tiles and you're moving through descent style right yeah so um yeah i'm looking forward to it really looking forward to it and yeah, so that's yeah. two new games we have to the collection, which was Undo and Teenage, Teenage Mutant Me- 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 Shadows, Me- Shadows the- of the Past. So um, that's about it for new to the collection. We do have a Kickstarter we want to talk about. So I thought you were saying that's just about it for
1: now, but you were doing it in X. That's about it for new. I <laughs> <laughs> realized, no, that's about it for new to the collection. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we do, yes. We do have a Kickstarter to talk about, though, that sounds hilarious. So. Let's go talk about that now. All righty then, here we are at our crowdfunding segment. And as I said, we do have a Kickstarter to talk about uh today and this one comes from the creators of exploding kittens bears vs babies and throw throw burrito this is hand-to-hand wombat
1: <laughs> the name alone just makes me want to play it.
0: yes and you're probably asking what is this game so we only i only looked at this um, well while our boys were in a hockey game i was perusing through kickstarter and uh yeah, this one. So I only saw this a few hours ago, and we thought this would be a perfect game to talk about. And yeah, so Hand to Hand Wombat is a dexterity, social deduction <laughs> game. And, and it just so, okay, I'll tell you how this works. What happens is, as far as I know, everyone's dealt an identity. You're either a good wombat or a bad wombat, right? And you keep that secret. yes. Once you know what you are, um, you're going to be blindfolded or yes. have your eyes closed, but, you know, blindfolded. And what you're going to have in front of you on the table are these uh, little stacks, or I should say these kind of pegs, um, So that- these square stands with a peg on it. And what you need to do is you need to take from there's also a huge pile of these bricks with a square hole in it.
1: So I'm just going to interject here. You know when you were like for babies, they've yep. got those like Fisher Price things that are plastic rainbow colored rings yep. that you blue, have to stack. Like blue, green, blue yellow, orange, red. Yeah. And you stack them from biggest to smallest yep. all the way up the top. That's essentially what this is, except these look
0: are square and look like a pyramid when they're done. Yes. In, and not as same thick and chunky. Scenario though. Yeah. It looks like as far as I can tell, there's about eight or ten no, actually about six or seven. Um Levels. Levels to each pyramid. So it looks like there's three or four of these pyramids sitting on the table undone. And you have to, as a good wombat, while blindfolded, (laughs) grab a square uh, donut, basically, off the table. And put it onto one of these stands. And you want to, yeah, exactly. You want to put them from biggest to smallest, yep. from bottom to top. And that's what you're trying to do blindfolded, dexterity. And you're trying to if do this... If you're the good wombat. If you're a good wombat. <laughs> so, if, so all good the good wombats wombat. are trying to do this, and, and you're timed. You only yes. have X amount of time to do each round of this. And the bad wombat, or bad wombats, are trying to stop you from doing this. And no one knows who they are. So they're also blindfolded, and they're also feeling these things and they're grabbing this be like oh they've got so it feels like they've got this one going in the right direction from biggest to smallest so they're just going to take off random <laughs> pieces and put random pieces back on top of the other thing throwing the whole thing out of whack because if they have it not set up properly they're not going to be able to score this and yeah. they're not going to be able to win so the bad wombat is just sabotaging these things all the while everyone's blindfolded and just feeling around the table stacking these things on these pegs and then taking them off and
1: and I think Hilarious. you can only
0: use one hand. Probably only one hand, yes. And then at the end of the round, so there's a timer. Because
1: I think um, they've got you like covering your eyes with one hand and doing right. it with the other. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's after I think it's a, a every round's a single <laughs> I minute. I was
1: covering my eyes there and doing the
0: actions, if y'all were wondering. <laughs> yes. And yeah, uh, every I think every round is a s is a is a minute. Yes. And then once the minute goes, everyone takes off their blindfold or opens their eyes or whatever and they're gonna look at what's been created. And start (laughs) accusing. So the whole thing is that (laughs) I think if the Wombats, the good Wombats had successfully built. And I think it's three. I think it's three towers successfully built all three towers properly. I think they've won. Okay, I think I'm not entirely sure. But if something's out of whack, they haven't won. And then they they get to deduce who the bad Wombat is. And they all start pointing fingers at each other as to who is screwing with each one of them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you vote. And you have to kick somebody out of the game. And someone leaves. And if they were a good wombat, you are now in a worse One position. Yeah. And I think I don't know how many rounds you have to do this, maybe it's three rounds, four rounds, or something yeah. to, to successfully do this. But if you keep voting out the the bad wombats or the uh, I mean the good wombats, <laughs> the bad wombat continues to screw with the scenario. But they get to whoever's voted out gets to watch the hilarity, so Yes, and you get to sit back and just watch this gong show go on yeah and it just sounds hilarious and it's such a funny idea um (laughs) and uh yeah the good wombat says the good wombats must complete the towers before the bad wombats ruin everything so if they've completed the towers by the end of a 60 second scenario they've won if not the bad wombats continue to win (laughs) and if they go through x amount of rounds say it's three four rounds without successfully pulling this off then the bad wombats end up winning yeah and it just sounds hilarious and yeah, I don't know. It looks really funny. Obviously it plays you have to have three players because you need can't yeah. just have one on one. But it says it plays three to six and it's about fifteen minutes total and from seven and up, and that sounds yeah, bang that sounds on, right? Great. Pretty much any kid could get in on this. So yeah. there's lots of good um pledge levels here. So there's a twenty-two dollar American pledge level, so roughly thirty dollars Canadian. That is just the retail edition of the game. One copy, the retail version of Hand to Hand Wombat. There's also a forty dollars American, so probably like fifty ish dollars Canadian, uh, which is the Golden Wombat edition, which is one copy, the retail version of Hand to Hand Wombat. One Golden Wombat pouch carrying case, which (laughs) is a fanny pack. Nice. And all the unlocked stretch goals. And there's not been uh, much. stretch goal information on here just yet but then there's also an 85 dollar version the i made this edition which includes everything from the golden wombat edition plus the a wombat keychain of untold size <laughs> plus the wombat adventure book i don't know what that's going to be and then there's a 100 dollars pledge level of the prototype edition includes everything from above plus a prototype version of the game and the envy of all your <laughs> friends. Yeah, it just looks great. Um, the, the golden wombat pouch is a fanny pack to, to store this in, which is yeah. pretty hilarious. Um, so here's some of the stretch goals. Looks like there's an, an uh, electronic timer, nice. Um, and it looks like there's a couple figures, a couple wombat figures. A mask, which is what a we mask, were kind
1: of saying. We were just going to get pick up a bunch of masks so yeah, that we, we didn't thinking, have to cover
0: our eyes. Totally. We are thinking going to the dollar store just to get everyone a sleeping mask to, right, to play this yeah. rather than having to, you know, shut your eyes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, I don't know. Looks hilarious. Sounds hilarious. We've yeah. had a lot of fun with exploding minions. Yeah. With the kids. We don't have a lot of experience with exploding kittens. I realize that it's super popular. Yeah. But Exploding Minions is the same game, just with a minion twist on it, which is pretty hilarious. But this one in particular just really made me laugh. Just watching the video on the Kickstarter page of the guys just (laughs) like frantically trying to grab things and build these things while the one person beside him is undoing everything that they're doing. Oh, it sounds funny. I'm excited for it. We definitely backed it. Right now we're just sitting at the uh, retail retail pledge, but we'll see what all these different stretch goals and stuff are and and see what we want to do well yeah we're definitely going to pick this game up yeah easily one of the more more interesting games i've seen in a while as it's far interesting as like, putting dexterity and yeah, um dexterity and blindfold and um, social deduction social deduction that's what i was just trying sounds, to find. sounds hilarious yeah. so really looking forward to this that being said wow we're actually cruising along here pretty well we have a review to do so let's head on over to the final discussion <laughs> Alrighty then here we are at the main discussion segment of the episode and we are going to be doing another meeple dungeon review, review. yes and this week we are doing a flip and write game mm-hmm. what one is that Annemarie? that is welcome to the moon
1: designed by benoit turpin and alexis allard art by Anne Heidzik, and published by blue cocker
0: yes Welcome to the Moon. So this one is the third game in the Welcome to series, I believe. Yeah, There's I think been Welcome to, so. which was widely accepted as like a huge hit. Yep. Um, then they had
1: Welcome to Las Welcome Vegas. Welcome to Las
0: Vegas. And now Welcome to the Moon. So I never played Welcome to Las Vegas. We played a fair amount of Welcome to. Yeah. We don't have it, but no. uh, Kurt did. Yeah, so we and he played brought it here Be- several times. Yeah. So we played that quite a bit yeah. when it first came out.
1: I've heard. I, are there more? I don't know. Or is it I'd, just the three?
0: I confess I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure.
1: I'm not sure either. Um, but yeah, this one, it plays uh, one to six, saying ten plus. I'd say that's about fair. Eight, nine, ten. You could do. It, some yep. of them get a little complicated. So, But I think after you watch it or see it, it's not that yeah, bad.
0: I, some are better than others, but yeah. yes.
1: Um, and then they say it plays about 25 minutes.
0: Which I would also say is... Pretty average. Yes. Yeah. So, welcome to the moon. So, this is a flip and write game. Most people know what flip and write means, but if you don't, it means that basically your player board for the game is a dry erase board. In this one, be... yeah. Sometimes it's a or, piece of paper. Okay, and some have paper that you're going to yeah. toss away, but this one is a is is a dry erase board with dry erase markers, and you're going to be flipping over cards, and those cards are going to be dictating to you what you can do and giving you options on what you can and scribble on and write numbers right. down on your on your on your player board so this one um has a pretty cool system involved so that uh, we should back up a little bit the theme of this game is literally um going to the moon to colonize the moon because the earth is doing poorly i, yes. I believe and they want to set up a new uh pasteurization the there games. and then use that as the new kind of home base for humanity. yeah um, and this game is made up of 8 games. Yeah. 8 different games. The first game uh and and it, and it uses theme in order to uh, progress the Yeah, progress from one game to the next. In the first one, you're kind of getting the ship ready to launch. In the second one, you're launching through space towards the moon. Yeah, the third so you're one you're on like, the moon. Yeah. And so you're it doing keeps going things. in succession. And then there's a whole bunch of different things that go on this way. And what you're doing is so at the beginning of the game, everybody's going to have a uh, player board, mm-hmm. depending on which one you do. So this game can be done individually. Lots of different ways. Yeah. Really. You can do it individually, you just pick any single scenario. One. Scenario. There's and one go. to eight. And you can just play through it. That's fine. Or you can do it kind of this campaign way in which what we've been doing and uh, in which you're kind of going through this book and you're writing things down inside the book and it just gives you a little bit of story and kind of fun options to choose between and things like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you're going to have your player board for whatever scenario you're going to do. Saying scenario one, if you're going to do the campaign, which I would recommend doing. Yeah. Especially for your first go-through, and then you can find the ones that you really, really enjoy. And then maybe go back and do those ones more often than others. And, um, yeah, you're going to have your player board and your marker. And then you're going to have... Uh, we have one large deck of cards that are, uh, have numbers on one side and symbols on the other. Right. And you're going to separate those cards into three stacks of 21 cards. Those are going to be the, the main uh, mechanism for how this game works. In every scenario. yeah. Um, and then you're also going to have these three additional scoring cards that are dictated to you, depending on your choices that you make in the campaign. Or you can just pick whatever ones you want to use for any individual scenario. Right. There's, like, there's two different options or six different cards you can use for each They need each to have effort, three different ones. So, scenario. yeah. But the scenario will tell you which ones to use if you go through the campaign. And they, yeah, they get chosen depending on what you Choose. end up doing. Yeah. So the way it works is on that those three decks of cards of twenty one, you're going to end up flipping over. You're going to have the number sides all side up, yes. number side up. You're going to flip over uh, one on the top of each card or top of each deck to show the symbol. That so would you're going to end
1: up with two like six piles. So you start out with three, yep. all numbers face up. Then you're going to flip each pile, uh, flip the top one card over. of each pile below it, yep. so that you have a number on top and then a symbol on the bottom.
0: Yeah, it reveals. A random symbol that's on the back. And you've got six symbols? Think what so. You've got? Yeah. You've got water, plants, energy, robots, the
1: calendar helmets, the X. And yeah.
0: planning. Yeah, the X. Yeah. So there's six different symbols that could pop up on the backside. And these symbols are going to do various different things for you, depending on whether or not you choose them. So what you're going to do on every turn is you're going to choose one of those combinations. So you're going to pick from pile one, pile two, or pile three. So pile one Once it's flipped over, say, might have an 11 showing and a robot. Pile two might have a six showing and a water. And then pile three might have a four and planning, right? And you have to choose one of these combinations for that turn. Yep. So say you pick the 11 with a robot. You're going to write that 11, depending on what scenario you're doing, into uh, an empty spot on your sheet. And then you're also going to have the option to do a robot action and depending on what scenario you're doing that, will that robot <laughs> is going to do a whole number of different things for you um building things uh picking up things moving things like all do, they, they, every certain scenario is completely different what the robot will do for you right the water and the plants generally stay the same where you're kind of collecting water resources, resources. yeah resources you're kind of collecting plant resources and Using them to your benefit. There's also the planning, which is the, the, the one with the pink X. And that one allows you, so if you play the a pink, uh, you play a six with a planning action. You can then write a six on your board, and then you can put an X somewhere else on your board.
1: Yeah, so if there's a place that you're kind of struggling with to find something to fit, you can you can cross that off. Yeah, so you can y- use the X use instead it. of
0: a number if you're, mm-hmm. if you're finding a particularly hard spot. In some, in some scenarios, the Xs are very handy and other ones they penalize you so yep. you have to really be careful there there's also energy and those things it's like a purple lightning bolt yep. so you could have like a 12 energy and you put write your 12 somewhere and then you've got again i'm going to say this a hundred <laughs> times but every single one of these games is completely different as to what the energy might do for you and you get to do whatever that energy might say uh it might Pump up some other stats. It might help you unlock something. It might power up a different part of the board or all sorts of random right. things. And then what else was there? There was robot energy. There's the helmet. The the, helmet. the, the spacesuit. They allow you to, say you had a 10 and a spacesuit action, almost always across the board, the spacesuit will allow you to adjust that 10 up by one or two or down by one or two. Right. So it could become a 6, 7, or an 8, 9, or 10.
1: Did you say eight when you started? You said, I I said 10. ten. You said ten. So if it so was it a ten.
0: Be... <laughs> a ten spacesuit would allow you to be an eight, nine, ten, eleven, or a twelve, yeah. if you chose to. And then you would usually uh, scrape off a, a spacesuit on your board, and it would have some other kind some of end do game something else for or, you. Yeah. And then there was one more thing, right?
1: Was did robots, water, plants, the X, the energy, and no, that was everything. No, and it. the
0: helmet, that's it. So those are the six different things. And they do so many different things with them in these games. Every single one of the eight scenarios are completely different. Yeah. There are similarities that kind of roll through there. Like the Xs are always... Like with the planning cards, is always an X that you can put in. But whether or not that's a good thing for you or a bad thing Changes. for you depends on the, depends on the scenario. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're doing. <laughs> and... Each game has three ways of triggering an end. That are that is the same across the board, for every game. These three ways you can you can trigger the end of the game. But other certain scenarios also have other ways of triggering right. the end of the game. But the three ways that you can trigger the end of the game in any one scenario is to accomplish all three of those. Um, what are they called? Mission cards. Mission cards. If you were to accomplish one of each, you could trigger the end of the game. If you filled out every empty spot on your page or your your player board uh, with either a number or an X or a scrap or a scraping, scribbly line or whatever, whatever, uh, you could trigger the end of the game. And also you can trigger it by... Misses, like uh, critical miss. What are they called? The mission uh, fails or mission, mission failures or whatever they're yeah. called. Um, where if there's a point where you cannot fit a number in properly like because with in your most,
1: combination, there is not yeah. one
0: spot where you can place that number. If that any number of the three fit, numbers, yeah, then you get an error. Yeah, and if you get end up with three errors or well, mission errors, maybe that's what it's called. I yeah, don't know. then you can also trigger the end of the game. But then every scenario kind of has another thing that you're able to to finish yeah. it with as well. And that's kind of how it works. Yeah, and you. Very once well you, done, by the way. I think you explained that very well. I think I did as best I can yeah. for what
1: it is. I think, well, I know you did much better than I would have done <laughs> yeah. if
0: I tried to do it. I, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> the, So once you've finished that game, once you've triggered the end, then you go down to usually the bottom of your player board. And it's going to tell you how to score what you've just done with all these lines and bonuses and, and... and numbers all over the place. And you've, you've scribbled all over your thing. Now it's going to, it's going to tell you how to decipher how you get points and they're all different. All eight of them are completely different and, but you're going to get points for the plants and the robots and doing energy and, and you're going to, you're trying to um, generally increase multipliers yes. and things like that. Right. So if you do a lot of energy in this particular scenario, you're gonna increase you're gonna scrape off like low multipliers and end up with a really good multiplier at the end. So that's kind of what you're gonna do, is you the more things you do, the better they become. So if you ignore a certain area, you're gonna probably do really horribly in that area. Yeah. So you kinda of wanna have a decent amount in each thing, but then focus on a couple, really. Yeah. But you don't want to ignore anything in particular. So yeah, you're going to score up what you've done at the bottom, and they are completely different. I could sit here for an hour trying to yeah. explain. It, it wouldn't make every sense. You, no, it wouldn't make sense, because they all have different rules. Yeah. But generally, it has to do with multipliers or um, uh, victory points, per se uh increasing depending on what you've done. Yeah.
1: It's and it's ba and it's all like thematically it's gonna be related to the mission. Yes. So like how well have you completed your mission and that's gonna score you the most points.
0: Yeah, like there's uh some missions where you're you're kind of compartmentalizing some rooms and the more rooms you've compartmentalized, uh the more points you get sort of thing. There's like there's just like a there's whole just, yeah. whole array of things uh and scoring to do. And you'll you'll find that out when you play this game. Yeah. Um but that I think kind of explains what is going on. So if you mm-hmm. have any experience with flipping right, rolling right, that style of game, um, you know what I'm kind of getting at. But there's just the problem with explaining this one is that there's just eight games yeah. here. There's not one game. Welcome to the Moon is not one game. Yeah, it is eight games. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all drastically different from each other. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what. Is happening. Here. That was a heavy sigh, but you did a good job. No, I know, but I, just, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I didn't forget what was really going on here, but I think that covers good basic job. element of what you're doing in this game. Yep. So that being said, um, and this does, this is one to six players, and this comes loaded, ready to go for one to six players. There's yep. a mountain of uh, sheets the, and cards and everything in this game. Yep. And which is really cool. Um, but the so, we can revisit the theme. So does the theme lend well to this game? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. As far as a rolling rate goes, it well. Yeah, I mean the theme really works well. You literally do start if you do the campaign, uh, loading the ship basically, getting the ship ready for launch. Yeah. And The second one, you're flying that ship up into the space.
1: Yeah, they've they've made it work right. Like the way that they've designed each game like each mission Mm -hmm. i guess so all eight missions the way they've designed them they all look different it's not the same board um really does fit with the scenario they've given you it does right like they've changed the board state in in every game completely like look and feel the way it the the mechanics work yeah the way everything works the gameplay is different so like in some scenarios certain things are make more sense and are more important mm-hmm. so they've done a really good job of yeah they, theming it like theming each part of the game even they did so i think they've i think they've done a good job in theming it like but as you can see with flip and rates they've done welcome to which is like welcome to the neighborhood yep. they've done welcome to vegas yep. so i mean you can obviously have different themes with these games but the mm. way they've done this i think welcome to the moon Going from Earth to the moon was awesome.
0: Really awesome.
1: I think it was great.
0: And that they did one, even once you get to the moon, there's a whole whack of different scenarios when you're even on the moon. And each one of those has a completely different theme to it, what you're actually doing on the moon. And the mechanics associated with it are also thematic. Absolutely. Where, like, there's one where you're mining, right? And you. You're digging in the ground and you're extracting things out of yeah. the ground and so forth. So they actually they do capture that. Oh, for sure. There are yes. satellites and some, right? And yeah, The way that the way that getting you get things there, online and
1: it's yeah. No, I I do think it's very thematic.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, probably the most thematic uh, flipping right I've played honestly. It's very yeah. As far as like theme goes, this re- they brought theme out as much as I think you in could space. squeeze out of a yeah. game like this. So theme, yeah, really spot on. I think it, it lends super well. Um, then we can talk about the artwork. The, so awesome. artwork is great. <laughs> really good. They've made each
1: board, each player board so different yep. and vibrant and, and yeah. colorful. And again, they match what you're doing Completely. in each mission. And it's, they look so good. Every
0: board <laughs> feels like a completely different game, and they are. And it's got um,
1: the nice, the, like iconography is great. The iconography is spot on. Because it's...
0: It, and it had to be.
1: It had to be to yes. make to make sense and to yes. allow the continuity of the, the different missions.
0: Yep. The iconography carries on from the first mission to the last. So even when the rules change... You, you know recognize the robot, you yeah. recognize the water, you know, yeah, you know that that's what that is, and if I do a water action in that spot, i that s- I'm, yeah, I'm going you know what you're gonna do, yeah, and for you know that part.
1: water and plants usually need to go in specific areas to yes. get you more things, like they just you know the basics, and yeah. they've done a good job of, yeah, but then adding in certain things to to the different missions and um. Just having different, like I don't know, just the different color schemes on each yeah, board. Yeah, every
0: board is a completely is awesome. different color, which is great. Like, yeah, it's scheme. Like, so the first one is very, very down on Earth during a sunset, and then the second one you're out in, in space. space. Like and the third just... one, you're on the gray moon, and then there's an underground one, and there's yeah. another one, and they all have a very different color scheme hue to them. Yeah. So they, when you flip it over from uh, side one or side mission one, to mission side two. one and, side, and side two are the mission one and mission two right yeah and then three and four share a card and five which and six makes sense share a card. it's awesome they're yeah, laminated so you, you don't over. need to have you've already got so many
1: in the game because you can play up to six players so yeah. you've got six of each so if you if you had um six ones and six twos like there's no need the way they've done it is awesome
0: oh it's perfect and it, it, it does feel like when you flip from three to four it's like oh wow, there's a completely different game on the yep. other side of this, right? So it doesn't feel like you're looking like which one am I doing right now? Oh no, you know, you're, you're, you know it's exactly very which obvious one you're which doing. one you're doing. Yeah, and the artwork on the box looks nice. Yeah. Artwork on all the cards looks nice. It's just fine. Like it's really, I, not, it's better than fine. It's, it's very good.
1: It's nice because I think the art on the cover is very it matches the other welcome twos. Right? Yeah, it's very like campy, right? It, yeah, so yeah. they've made that, but it's different than the art in the on the actual missions. Yes, I would so say the... I think that's nice because it shows continuity in the game, mm-hmm. like in the series. Yes, but then they've brought the individual nature of this one of to the moon. Um, yes, the player boards yeah. have
0: their own thing going on, but yeah, yeah the box does like if you had welcome to and welcome to las vegas, las vegas and this all on the shelf side beside you you'd be like, oh that's a those are all welcome to games yeah but then yeah the boards themselves are even better better looking yeah. you know like are just they have a the artworks is, is great yeah it's really really good then we can talk about the components so again awesome the player boards are fantastic
1: yep the laminated white yeah. uh dry erase markers um i was gonna say whiteboard so that's why i said white dry with, erase they're not white
0: <laughs> no, Dry erase. and it came with what six or eight dry erase uh markers
1: yep. six because you got six players you can have Except up to six they didn't
0: have erasers, erasers. that's the only so, thing ugh, yeah i have to use a piece of toilet paper to wipe yeah. stuff up.
1: yeah so having uh we know they make them yeah we have other games that have erasers attached
0: it. add them to the game put them in or
1: just add one single eraser, and everyone can share. But yes, yes, like a marker with
0: an eraser on the end would be super nice in here. Yes, it would. Agreed. <laughs> it's not that big a deal, but it yeah. would have made you know rather than me getting marker on my fingers. Yeah. And whatever, Doesn't
1: make right? or break the experience, but
0: no, it does not. Would have been nice. But the <laughs> component-wise, yeah, the markers themselves are very good. Yes. Um, the and the yeah the player boards we've talked about at length are awesome yeah they really are uh the cards are super simple and and good quality uh, too gr- good quality the iconography yeah. is really good they have um, little
1: boxes to keep yeah. the different cards in because they have you know the solo um There's the
0: solo play six, astra six I think. six deck boxes yeah in there and, and they they're all, all fit
1: pre-constructed
0: in. yep they're yeah exactly they're pre-constructed they fit in square into the box so when yep. they put them into the box they just sit in there tight sit in there nice and um yeah the rule book. So however. Okay. Yes. Good so lord. It's this not rule book.
1: It's not that it's horrible, but it's that it's lacking, I would say. There are It's
0: confusing.
1: There are parts like you can get through the like you can get the gist, but you don't get specifics of things that I feel are necessary and relevant. And that's kind of the we like the first mission, and so we we stopped reading the rule book. We I had to. We read the first mission, and there were I, I asked a few questions because I found the first one kind of confusing. And the first
0: one is supposed to be the easy.
1: Yeah, and, and it is. It is easy. It's yes. but it's more just. It's,
0: it's not straightforward. It's the not. The rule book is not straightforward. There's a lot of mumbo jumbo going on in there, in my opinion, where it's just it. It could just be straightforward. Tell me what this is for. Tell me what's going to happen when I, when I scratch this off. Tell me exactly what I need to do to finish the game. The problem with it is that there's the rule book and then there's the campaign book. The
1: campaign
0: and it book is great. I, I say the campaign book is yes, great. Yes, the campaign book is great. The yeah. rule book is not. The rule book makes you reference the campaign book and then the campaign book makes you reference the rule book and it, it kind of contradicts itself in, in places.
1: And it's typically uh, what I found is in that first... The first adventure.
0: Yes. But maybe it's also because that's when we stopped using it. (laughs) So um, it has a lot of information in it, but it is confusing. When you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing for the campaign itself, it's confusing. If you were just doing a one-off, any one of these things, it's not that big of a deal. But when you're trying to figure out what you're actually supposed to do with the campaign... And you're confused whether or not you're even supposed to be reading the rule book or not. Because, yeah, it'll say stop it reading stop here reading and then the go book. in the campaign book. Yeah. And then the <laughs> campaign book says, OK, but before you do this, read the rule book. And you're like, well, what am I supposed to be doing? Okay, yeah. and So we just said, OK, let's put this down. I'm sure there's a video out there. And there was. There's a great series from them. Yes. Which YouTube, is fantastic. Which explains everything so, 100% perfectly.
1: So we'll say thank you because that was an awesome idea. And yes. it is
0: so go the check way out you their guys YouTube have channel.
1: done that YouTube series yes. is fantastic.
0: It is. It they have it made a, it very a clear. a single video <laughs> for every single uh, mission. Mission and it explains everything one hundred percent. Yeah. It's so very easy don't, to don't follow. even bother with the rule book. Just look up the each a, a, adventure video for Welcome to the Moon and they will show you step by step what needs to happen.
1: Definitely. And I think that, that um because it does go step by step and explains and it's got visuals with it so you can see what they're doing instead of trying to figure it out i i thought that was a smart move and i i liked that it it made it better because yes. you can be like oh i can just watch that and know exactly what i need to do yep
0: so so highly recommend the youtube channel versus the rule book yeah um so components i think pretty solid yep i rule would book, say so uh aside um but yeah the little deck boxes are good all the cards are good quality there's a whole bunch of cards so we should mention that there's a lot more to this game than we're even letting on um especially Uh, when it comes to solo modes and stuff there's a lot of things there's a lot of cards extra cards that can be put into this game
1: i would say one nice thing about the rule book is on the very front of it it's got like the table of contents right in the front So it's like adventure one, page ten; adventure four, page nineteen. It tells you exactly what page to go to, so you don't have to flip through everything. So that's a good, that's good in there. But we'll stop with the rulebook.
0: So yeah, components great, artwork great, theme great. Um, So we can say at this point, do we recommend the game? If so, who for? Um, So I'll come out and say that flippin' rights, rollin' rights, not my biggest uh jam. Jam. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just they just aren't. I I like them, you know. They're fine, but for me it's like what do you want to play? It's generally not a rollin' right. Um that being said, I really enjoy cartographers. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite of all cuz I understand it and I know how to do it and it's just easy to do and whatever, right? Um, and there's like silver and gold and like e- even and like goals. smaller, yeah, n- smaller ones. But you know, um,
1: this yeah, I one love though, cartographers, silver
0: and gold, they're they're very good. Oh, they are, yes. Um, but that being said, I, there's a few out there that I don't really care for. Um, this one, however, um, I think is the best I've ever played of a that style of game, in particular. Of the eight missions, there's three or four in there that I think are just so good on their own that they could have been sold as an individual game.
1: Well, that's the thing with this game is that all eight of them could have been sold on their
0: own. They could have. Some are better than others. Yes, that's some true. Some are more interesting than others. Some are easier to decipher and figure out how to play than others. Some are simpler. Some, some are, are simpler, more complex. Some Some have the theme really screams out of them. Some... A lesser amount I suppose but they there's about three or, three or four of these missions that I would happily buy as its own game and they all came in the same box at a good price point <laughs> did, which is outrageous when
1: you're looking at the price point for this game and which I think was, what was it around 45
0: I think so it $45 wasn't, it wasn't dollars. crazy no
1: you're getting eight individual games in this you are and you could play any one of those games on their own Just for what they are. yes. And you could play if, you know, you could use one of the missions and just play that and you would get your money's worth. Absolutely. Because you would play it over and over and over and over again. I think the value
0: in this game is off the charts. Yeah. Um, The campaign, doing it front to back is fun as is. But then when there's those two or three especially that I'm like, I I keep thinking about, I want to do that adventure again because it was just so thematic and so cool and such a neat way of yeah doing a flip and right um i just don't want to give away how things work but they there's just a couple of them in particular man this is such a cool puzzle this is so neat this is burning my brain yeah being like okay i got i have to put that seven there but if i put that seven there i can't put a nine yeah so i have to make sure that i wait or maybe i put maybe oh i got a six and a, a planning card. I'm going to put a six here and I'm going to put an X in there. And, you know, like, yeah. they really, really make you think on some of these. And
1: you're shuffling the decks so you never know. Like, yeah. it's not going to be the same the next time you flip them nope. through.
0: And, yeah, I know it's... It's <sighs> just so good. It's so, so good. There's a couple of the adventures where I didn't even want to go on and play the next one. I want to redo <laughs> yeah. that one Well, right and away. it's
1: nice in the campaign book, too, because you have to make some choices and that varies the game. So you could play this campaign... Front to back, multiple times over and over, and have over and over and over again, absolutely. absolutely. And not get and the I, same honestly, game I and think just we have different,
0: absolutely. I think we'll, we'll, you know, it's going aside for a little bit here because yeah. we have other things we have to do. But I would have no problem in a month or two being like, Do you want to do the Welcome to adventure or yeah. the Welcome to the Moon adventure again? I'd be like, Yeah, that's sure. absolutely, because we could now that we know generally how most oh, it, of these
1: work. And it'll go way faster because we won't have to go
0: Yeah, I would remember I could quickly watch one of the videos to be oh right, that's right. That's how this one works. Yeah. But like I generally to look at it could remember the bulk of how these yeah. work. Um and I would happily play through this in over a couple nights. You know, play two or three of these a night for three days and then play through it again. I would yeah. happily do that uh in you know in the near future. Yeah. Um so I I don't know I, I think you mirror my Enthusiasm. Well, I think it's game. awesome.
1: And like you were saying, you're not a huge flip and person. I'm not. But this is good. So I think what you were getting at is for who would we recommend it for. Um, even if you don't typically like roll and writes, you yep. might want to check this one out because it's very
0: interesting. It's very thinky. It's And there's eight games, right? Yeah. So if there's even, you know, even if you don't like half of them, four and there's four of them that you like, like you're, you're still, still getting four games. Yeah. You know, and I, I would wager you will like all of them they it.
1: it there is it is all chance like cuz you're flipping the cards sure. so you've got chance and you've got but you still but have strategy choice. that's the thing is that yes. you still have strategy on what you're going to what you're going to do sometimes we've had it a, a few times where all the numbers are the same and just the symbols are different and you're like oh which one makes the most sense or you know what are we what am i going to choose this time or it, like there's a lot of think in there because Huge. You're you're filling in the same board, and every single time, you and I have had completely
0: different boards. Extremely and I'm like,
1: how did you do all of that in this game? And I'm like,
0: wow! It's because I got lucky. Well I, was like, but, well, I chose to put that there, and it worked. And out. it worked out, right? Yes. Like you played how, that one very
1: well, you know. Yeah. And so I do think that it, there is a game in here for for everyone.
0: Yeah, I think if you like Rollin' rights, you must have this game because it might be. The best. You must play it. I think you it's. Mu- I think it's yes. awesome. You must. If you're not a huge rolling right, I think I would still play it. Get this because the value is extreme. Yeah, in the value is very, very good. There's eight games, people. Like eight games, different, yeah. all worthy of their own box game on the shelf at a lower price point. Yeah, but they're all worthy of being there. Like this could have been a Welcome to the Moon series of games. Yeah, here's. Episode one in its own box. Yeah. Episode two in its own box. They didn't do that. They gave us everything in one Which box for one awesome. price. Smart move. A good price for all eight games. It's fantastic, and yep. I know for a fact. Especially after, like, they could have done this in a different way. If they had done that, episode one in one box, right? Adventure two in another box. Once I played Adventure two, you might I would not have, have been d- addicted to this yeah. and been like, I cannot wait for. Adventure three to show up. Or you
1: might have been like, ah, I just really like this one. I don't know if I need another one. It could have well, gone both ways if you if they know. did it in individual boxes. I think that this was a smart thing to do. I think this was, was a very put smart though. All eight to do. in the same box.
0: For sure. Because it's just it's awesome. Yeah. They they've knocked it out of the park with this. This is yeah. My this is my favorite roll and write uh going. Cartographers and silver and gold. I like just for like a one off kind of uh, start or end an evening sort of style. And silver
1: and gold is like is super um, simplistic, right? Like, super it, simplistic. but it's so
0: much fun. Nice yeah, that's and quick. One, a good one to play with the kids or whatever. Right? Yeah, cartographers, small little. He's yeah. a good. Um,
1: that has good player interaction. Solid
0: game. Player interaction with the cartographers. Yeah, quick. And it's the same game every time. You this know?
1: one doesn't have player interaction, but you're so focused on your board and doing things at the same time. This has a slight it does. amount of player interaction.
0: Not a ton, but it does. It There's some you're things right. where you trigger things to, to screw with yeah. each other's board a little bit, but not a ton. Yeah. But it is in there. And yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, if we're doing our recommendations here, if you like Rolling Rights, you must play this game. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I agree. If you don't like Rolling Rights, I still think you should try this game because this might make you want it play it yeah because it definitely makes me think especially about two or three of these being like oh that that was a cool that was a really cool puzzle that i'm interested to try again you know so i would say even more than that but yeah
1: like for myself like i like you say two or three i i liked quite a few
0: more oh yeah but there's three that just stuck with me and yeah uh in particular that i would love to just play over and over again yeah um so no the game is fantastic Um, if you hate rolling rights, this is not for you. Like if you just don't like (laughs) them, period, you just don't like, yeah, well, some people just don't like that category. So if you don't like that category, this is not for you. Period. But also, if you give it a try, it might sway you. So um, So you
1: should still try it.
0: (laughs) I recommend it. Really do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really surprised me. Honestly, I thought it was going to be fine. But this is like some of these puzzles are so well thought out. Oh, and yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. That it just made me think about it well after every, we played it.
1: Every time we took out a new one, I was just surprised. I was like, how did they make another one? How did they make it different? How did they, like, the designers are just, yeah. they,
0: they must have spent well done, so cause... much time figuring out yeah. these different puzzles. It's really, really good. Yeah. So, you know, I, and this was a uh, sort of a 2021 release, but in Canada here, it was certainly a 2022 because it just, wasn't here yeah so we're counting this as a 2022 release
1: yep (laughs) and it's right
0: high on my list um for games of the year at the moment yep because this game is bloody good (laughs) but awesome i think we can call that an episode i think so so um yeah you can find us on twitter at meeple dungeon on youtube a YouTube The YouTube? Meeple Dungeon You can contact <laughs> us on our email uh, TheMeepleDungeon at gmail.com and you can catch our podcast on all the major podcasting sites So, yeah, so If there's a game that you want
1: us to, to chat about let us know and we'll uh, Yeah, you can check we'll out our BGG
0: in. account uh, Meeple Dungeon on there yeah. You can see the bulk of what we have although we're, there's probably mm, closing in on maybe 50 or 60 games that aren't on there at the moment right, You gotta get okay, I know I've i slipped. but there's a lot of. But we are going to run, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week. Bye-bye.